Good morning and welcome to the Better Know a Teacher podcast. It is the first day of second semester 2020 and uh, no teachers want to be interviewed this morning because it is a busy time for them and everyone's trying to get ready for their first day of school. So I figured uh, that I would answer the traditional five questions myself. Uh, my name is Mr. Brumback. I teach English at Chapel Hill. This is my 20th year uh, teaching here. And uh, we'll start with uh, where did you go to college? Uh, I went to the University of Indianapolis. It's a private school on the south side uh, of Indianapolis. Uh, I got there uh, because I was a tennis player. I, um, uh, I was playing high school tennis. Uh, I was in semi-state. Uh, I was a few matches away from uh, the state final. And uh, I had to go play on my birthday on the windiest day in Indiana history. It was an awful day to play tennis. Uh, and I was playing... Uh, a fellow who I had beaten two and two uh, just a, a few months prior in the summer, and I lost uh, the most painful three-set loss of my uh, my life. Uh, I probably had a uh, cakewalk the next match into the state final, which would have been indoors. I was a far better indoor tennis player, to tell you the truth, uh, and I was devastated. It was like uh, I remember every every point of that match. You remember all your losses, but not your wins. At least I uh, I'm that way. Uh, but I came off the court uh, crushed, and um, there was a coach there uh, from the University of Indianapolis who was looking to recruit players uh, for his team. And um, even though I lost that match, he uh, saw something in me and offered me a scholarship on the spot uh, if I would be willing to come uh, play tennis there. It was uh, partial, uh, which made it... Uh, manageable for uh, me and my family and uh, I went to school there and loved it. My classes were really small. Uh, most of my classes had uh, 10 to 15 people uh, at any time. Uh, I was an English and philosophy, um, uh, English major philosophy minor uh, through school. Uh, I originally intended to be a, uh, a lawyer um, and I switched to English education. My uh, junior year because my uh, dad told me that after four years I would receive no more assistance from him and I got a little afraid of the money uh, and uh, I thought well what can I do uh, well I can I can switch to English education and then I can uh, coach tennis um, and then I realized that I don't like coaching tennis I like playing tennis I, I don't like coaching tennis uh, very much watching other people play isn't as much fun for me um, but that's where I went I went to the University of uh, Indianapolis loved it a uh, great private school on the south side of Indy uh, you should check it out uh, question two, um, who's your uh, favorite teacher uh, of all time and uh, what do you still use from them? Um, I'm going to give you two. Uh, in high school, it was Mrs. Hubble, Mrs. Donna Hubble at Madison Heights High School. Uh, she taught Latin, and I took four years of Latin, and everyone at Madison Heights took Latin. And they didn't take it because people like were in love with Latin. They took it because of Mrs. Hubble, uh, because she was just the nicest, funniest, smartest um, best teacher uh, you can think of. She's this incredibly uh, little woman. She's like five feet tall and uh, presents herself as if she is ten foot six. Um, just a, uh, a lion of a, a person. And, and the best thing about Mrs. Hubble is, one, she really knew her, her content, but two, she understood that um, the students in her class weren't there to really think about Latin. You know, they were, but there were other things that I was in class thinking about. I was thinking about the tennis matches I had that day or the relationships that I had in high school or things that I wanted to do and she understood that kids had these lives and she allowed us to talk about our lives and she allowed um, 
herself to be a part of uh, our lives, and, and she was just great to me. Um, because I had her four years, I mean, towards the end of my high school career, she often would break a few rules and take me out of class, and we'd leave school and go out to lunch a lot and, and that kind of thing. She was that kind of teacher, and, and she was a real uh, role model for me and, uh, and took good care of me. Uh, and uh, I always knew that Mrs. Hubble had my back. Uh, the other um, teacher was Dr. William Dines uh, at University of Minneapolis. He was my, my drama teacher, and if you've had my, my class, I really enjoy teaching plays, and that comes from, uh, from Doc Dines. Um, I had him for Shakespeare, uh, and there were 10 people in the Shakespeare class, and eight of them are actors, uh, two English majors, eight theater majors, and it's really interesting if you ever take a Shakespeare class. Uh, to take it with theater majors because they don't think about it the same way. They think about how you're going to perform it, how you're going to present it, what interpretation you would have of it, uh, whereas English majors see things completely differently. So I, I loved that class, and I always went to see all the Shakespeare productions because of that. They would do Hamlet, post-apocalyptic Hamlet, with black lights and paintball guns, just these, these crazy things with no cuts. Five hours long, five hours long Hamlet. Um, but the great thing about Dr. Dines is uh, every one of his tests uh, ended with a, uh, a question that wasn't directly related to uh, the work. Um, hold on a second here. Good morning. Okay, I had to pause for an announcement there from the school. Um, but the great thing about Dr. Dines is that every one of his tests would end like with a question related to a Beatles song or, or something in pop culture that you had to link back thematically uh, to the work uh, and write about, and I always appreciated that. Also, one thing I used from him, um, every time you turned in an essay, you got a written response from him. Um, he, he would not just respond to your writing and what you did and how you structured it, but it was more about how he was relating to the ideas that you put across uh, as another person. Um, it was about our search for humanity and, and purpose and how we relate to one another. And it always came back to that with Dr. Dines. And I always tried to do that uh, in my class, uh, too. Uh, question three, a uh, book that changed your life or a favorite book? Um, there are lots of books there. Uh, I'll give a couple because of my show. Um, my favorite classic book is Frankenstein because it's not what people expect at all. Uh, you think of Frankenstein's monster and, you know, raw or bad and this type of thing. But the creature was smart and intelligent and kind and desperately wanted to learn uh, to read and write and communicate. And communication was so important to him and he thought it was this magic science. Um, and the idea that, that monsters aren't uh, born, monsters are created. Uh, it, it's how people treated him that turned him into a monster. Um, he wasn't created or, or originally that way at all. Uh, other books that I love, non-classical books, uh, I think everyone should read. Um, if you like Saturday Night Live, uh, Gasping for Airtime by Jay Moore. Uh, I probably read that book 10 times. Um, Jay Moore was a, uh, a writer uh, on Saturday Night Live and a featured performer uh, for a little while. And he wrote a book about what the process is like and what it's like to be on Saturday Night Live. But the book is, is largely about his extreme anxiety and panic attacks and how he uh, had to manage that in such a crazy setting because they write the show every week and it's this manic, um, really crazy place. And if you go back and watch his shows, you can actually see he always has a closed fist on stage because he's holding his anxiety meds during the live show in case he should need to take them during a performance. Um, and, and that book helped me uh, deal with uh, my own anxieties and my own worries. Uh, and I really love that book. And it's during the, the Chris Farley Sandler era. So if you like that, that era of SNL, uh, give that book a read. Third book, uh, Andre Agassi's uh, autobiography, Open. Um, 
uh, because I was a tennis player. Uh, I love this book, but I love this book also because it's just a wonderfully written story, uh, and, and his life is absolutely fascinating. And most of the book is about how much he hates tennis and has hated tennis his entire life. Uh, he was kind of uh, forced into it by his dad. Uh, but his story is just so wonderfully told. Uh, so strongly recommend uh, Open by uh, Andre Agassi. Uh, question four, uh, what's the best piece of advice uh, you ever received? Um, I spent a lot of time with my um, my coach, my tennis coach when I was a kid. Not my school tennis coach, but um, there was a, a tennis club in Anderson, an indoor tennis club. And, and when I was 12, um, I went, they, they had free clinics for the kids in the poor neighborhoods because uh, tennis is really expensive. If you don't know this, it's really expensive. Um, they had these clinics for uh, kids in the poor neighborhoods two weeks every summer. And I, I went to the clinic and the guy who ran the clinic when I was 12, he, he saw something in me and liked me. And, and there were two coveted positions at the tennis club and everyone uh, knew this. And if you got one, it meant that you were in and, and I was offered a job. Um, basically, I was the the tennis club custodian and lackey. Uh, I cleaned the toilets, I cleaned the hot tub, I cleaned the tennis courts. People don't know this about indoor tennis courts, but the tennis ball fuzz, because it's indoors, it builds up and has nowhere to go. So you have to clean the courts. There's a uh, court sweeper, which is a really kind of unique tool that I always used. Uh, but I strung rackets and I did everything for the club. And in exchange for that, I didn't get paid. I got court time and I got free lessons. So he, he taught me um, how to play tennis. And uh, I got to play indoor tennis, which is about $50 an hour uh, for court time, even back in 1993. Um, and I got to play for free. So I, I played, you know, six hours a day uh, after school. I, I went right after school at 3 o'clock and, and left at 9.30 every night. Uh, and then he took me to tournaments on the weekends, which got me my state ranking, which got me a college scholarship and, and changed my life. But the best piece of advice that he gave me, because we spent all of our time together, um, was that if you want to be really great at something you love, you should learn to become really great at something that you just hate, just can't stand to do. And for me at the time, that was that was school. I, I went to school so I could play sports, essentially, so I could play tennis. So I decided to become really, really good at school. Uh, and he was right. Uh, I, I went and um, I, I became a, uh, a straight-A student and uh, excelled at school and um, and it made me a better tennis player. So if you want to be really great at something you love to do, learn how to be really great at something you, you hate to do. And last question, question five. Well, what would I do if I, if I were not a teacher? Well, um, I think I would have been a good lawyer, actually. Um, uh, probably shouldn't have been uh, as afraid of the money as I was. But when I graduated, I think I had $82 to my name. And my college loan payments were $310 a month. Uh, and I, I cried a little bit when I got that letter, uh, to be honest. But um, I think I would have been a good lawyer. Um, I, I speak well, and I, I think I can present an argument fairly well. Um, I think I would have been good at that. Uh, other jobs uh, that I, I think I would have enjoyed, uh, I always kind of envied my, um, my eye doctor, my, my optometrist and my uh, ophthalmologist. Those are two different things. But I always liked both of them because they got to work in this quiet dark room every day with like one person at a time and speak in a really calm voice and it gave people the gift of sight. I think that would be a, a really cool job. But probably one of those two uh, would be best. Uh, when I retire, uh, I'll probably like mow golf courses and drink lemonade and 
enjoy the sun. I think I would like that job too. I like freshly mown grass. It's a good thing. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks for uh, listening in as the semester uh, continues forward. I uh, look forward to interviewing other teachers. Teachers, if you'd like to be on the show, uh, drop me an email. Um, it's really nice to sit down and chat with you all in person. Have a great second semester, everyone. Happy New Year.